Hey there, Piss Freaks and Geeks. Tom Takar here with a reminder that if you live in New York City, come see me and Tommy's live show, Tom and Tommy Comedy Mommy, at Caroline's on Broadway, tonight, September 27th at 9.30, featuring Joe List, Aparna Nancherla, Christina Hutchinson from the Guys We Fucked podcast, Sean Donnelly, our friend Martin Urbano, and more. Promo code MOMMY for $10 tickets. We'd love to see you there. Please come so that we don't look stupid. Also, check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and content. Patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. The year is 1994. Famous baseball player Michael Jordan cuts off all communication with Sports Illustrated after they make fun of him on their cover. Crayola releases scented crayons, but has to retire the food-scented ones when people start eating them. This epidemic sparked the popular saying of the year, Life is like a box of crayons. You always eat the chocolate-smelling ones. And at Brentwood EMH High School in Los Angeles, California, Adam Levine, Jesse Carmichael, Mickey Madden, and Ryan Dusick formed a band called Kara's Flowers. In 1997, a producer named Tommy Allen saw Kara's Flowers play at a beach party and offered to manage them and record an album for them. That album would make its way into the hands of Reprise Records, who re-recorded the album. In spite of big expectations from all parties involved, the Britpop-sounding album only sold 5,000 copies, and the band was dropped from the label. Levine and Carmichael went to college in Long Island, New York, where they reportedly changed their style to a more urban sound. The boys returned to the industry in 2001 when they got a demo deal with MCA that eventually petered out. However, another demo of theirs that was failing to gain any traction ended up in the hands of Octone Records executive Ben Berkman, who heard Sunday Morning and thought it was so genius he couldn't believe it had come from Kara's Flowers. He asked his colleagues to fly out to see the band play at the Viper Room, and they were quickly convinced of Levine's talent. Octone asked that the boys add a guitarist to free up Levine to just be the star, sexy frontman. They added James Valentine and dropped the name Kara's Flowers. In 2002, the band put out their first album, Songs About Jane. James Valentine had become friends with John Mayer in college, and Mayer asked them to open for him after being blown away by the song This Love. Their first single, Harder to Breathe, picked up radio play over time and hit top 20 on Billboard charts. However, the album wouldn't reach major success until 2004, two years later, when it topped out at number 6 on Billboard charts. Their second album, It Won't Be Soon Before Long, broke iTunes records upon its release, and the first single, Makes Me Wonder, landed at number 1 in May of 2007. With the World Music Award for World's Best New Group, three Grammys, over 20 million records sold, five studio albums, and a sixth on the way, today we stand by Maroon 5. Hello, everybody, you piss freaks, you Stantonio Banderases. Welcome to Stand By Your Band, the podcast where we have comics on to defend music that everybody makes fun of. And here's my co host, Tommy McNamara. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my Good thing. To- <laughs> I'm here. Good to be here. 
Um, let's uh, let's not waste any time. Let's introduce our guest here to talk about Maroon Five today. Joel Kim Booster. Hello, oh I God. big long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're on. This is like you. This is maybe the fastest anybody's messaged me to when they've been on because I've been wanting. I've been, <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to want to do Maroon Five for so long. I think about it a lot. I have to defend Maroon Five a lot in my daily life, Ooh. and well, I think tr- truly in my daily life i like a lot of trash and i am a big defender of trash like i have to go and do a podcast after this one where the only prompt they gave me was think of something everybody likes that you hate and i was like i can't do that Interesting. <laughs> like, i just like too many things yeah, um yeah. not real discerning taste mm-hmm. um that being said everything i say here is the gospel truth <laughs> I am a music journalist. We are about um, the gospel here, too. This is a religious, yeah. Christ-fearing <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. As you should be. <laughs> We're very afraid. <laughs> Terrified of uh, the Lord. Um, we had a lot. Uh, we have a lot. Well, let's, let's listen to Jared's voicemail before I forget. Okay. So this is Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. And he had some thoughts on Maroon 5. Um, everybody's headphones in. Let's turn it up because it's always low. Da, da, da. Now, can you guys What's hear up, me? Y'all? Here we go. Yes. They went to Jared. Uh, the boys, Tom and Tommy, are going to have Joel Kim Booster on defending Maroon 5. Let me first say that, just get this out of the way, that I really like Joel Kim Booster. Hey. Um, <laughs> he came to the Comedy Attic. He's really funny. Uh, I'm very comfortable with Joel being a face of stand-up comedy moving forward. He's <laughs> great. <laughs> very funny. He's a super nice guy. Oh, his heart is in the right place. And that's <laughs> a very important thing w- when when dealing with the next ten years in comedy. Having said all that, uh, this is really horrible. Um, <laughs> I would say that probably the biggest reason why, when someone asks me who are the worst bands either ever or currently. I mean, I wouldn't even mention Maroon 5 because I've never even once met someone with even half a brain (laughs) of music that has ever liked a single thing about this band. I mean, they are... Like, it's one of those things, like, I realize that they're certainly more respected if, if there is... If they're respected at all, they're, of course... You know, more respected than, say, Smash Mouth, who would never be listed as like a terrible band because no one would ever for a second take them seriously. So I always list, you know, 311, Sublime, Bare Naked Ladies, Red Hot Chili Peppers as like the the Mount Rushmore of terrible music. And I feel like if I ever was given the information that it was possible that Maroon 5 would even be eligible for such a list, you know, it's like Nickelback. Like no one would ever, for any reason, like them. And so that's what makes this so surprising to me is that how did you find anyone who I assume would also like some good things? But I can't imagine He's wrong that he that also hates or loves horrible movies. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. But, I mean, this is just this is going to be really interesting to hear how anyone with even a minute brain would ever have anything good to say about this band. I guess we'll find out. Thanks. I love this. I love that he's like <laughs> Joel is. I'm very comfortable with Joel being the face of comedy moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and that was yet, big. <laughs> and yet, how can anyone with an 
ounce of brain yeah. defend Maroon a 5. Lot of brain Let size, me say yeah. too, I love that man. I do yeah. I truly do. I was talk- talking to you before we started that the mm-hmm. Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. I've been many clubs and colleges all across the country and it is <laughs> I've heard that in your intro. <laughs> certainly one of my like truly top 5 places like if you're ever near Bloomington, you have to go. It's the best place. Um It is one of the top what 5 is the places gay bar? near Bloomington. <laughs> What's the gay bar? Uh, uh the back door. The back door Ooh. is I and this is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be full of controversial takes. But oh, I think shit. the back door is one of the best gay bars oh, in the nation. Uh, I think wow. you, if you're a gay person and Check you say, out. why would I vacation in Bloomington? Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you two reasons. The comedy <laughs> attic and the back door. The back door's okay? fun. They they spent New Year's a long Eve weekend. <laughs> What's that? Tom and I spent New Year's Eve there one really? That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a fantastic it's bar. And, I, and I'm not even being like... I'm not even like okay. I'm here defending Maroon Five, and l- let me be si- <laughs> also defend uh, gay bars. I, have, I am <laughs> okay. So like already, I'm coming in at a sort of a handicap in terms of my judgment. If you don't know who I am, but and and maybe I, I'm not going to say that this is partially a joke because I believe it in my bones that Maroon Five is a good band. Mm-hmm. Um, but please don't take that away from any judgment <laughs> that I have on the gay bar because the back door is. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I said it at the top, and I, I want to just alert everyone that it was a lie. I'm not a music journalist, um, <laughs> but I am a connoisseur of gay bars, and the back door is so good. So maybe like take everything I say about Maroon Five with a grain of salt, but take uh, my my recommendation of the back door as the with God's a pound of salt. <laughs> yeah, the pound of salt. What do you think that name means? The back door. What the Are you fuck? fucking serious, no. Tommy? Tommy hates the name of the gay bar. <laughs> you hate it. Wow. Somebody else was making Homophobic. Fun of it. Oh, my God. Listen, this I'm is... comfortable with you <laughs> being the face of comedy for the next day. No, you're just, that, you're just saying that there. I'm comfortable with you and the choices you've made sexually. <laughs> um, no, I love the back door. And I will say, back door. Greatest karaoke night it maybe I've ever oh, been I wish, to. I, in I, terms I wish I could have seen that. I don't want to do it there ever again because everybody who goes up is like, you're like, holy shit. Like, they're professional singers who they, they're throwing their lives away at the back door to entertain <laughs> me. Uh, it's insane. Um, our dear friend Jonas Schrott, uh, is it took me there and I was like, this is nuts. Like, I don't feel... I tried to sing um, uh, Hold On from uh, the... Um, Alabama Shakes, oh, and yeah. it, I fucking failed. Why miserably. would you sing an Alabama Shakes song? It was a mistake. Come on, it was a mistake. Her voice is wild. She can go all over the place, and I can't. I got one. Should have sang that Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. That is, you got Alabama Shakes is not a crowd. Please. Nobody wants no. to hear Alabama but Shakes. But if you can, I think song. if somebody Hold could on, hit though. that, I think if somebody could hit like the notes that that uh, that a Britney can hit. Yeah, well, that's you know. the thing. Like, if you're dope, you're, if you're a good ass singer, you can sing anything. But yeah. my my strategy with karaoke is, I'm not a good enough singer to wow anybody, yeah. so I will sing a crowd pleasing song. That's saying? like Tommy. Um, my go tos are uh, lit. My own worst enemy, Great song. which oh, like is a is a song where everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's like fun. One. And American it's like an, it's a short song. It's like it's a very short song. Yeah. And then my other one is um, Eve Six. Inside Out. I just saying that. I just did that yeah, at live band karaoke, and it was the most fun because you're just jumping around, and it's so it's like, such a great song. And you can and scream it. And again, it's like, very uh, short. 
That's the thing. Like people want love to sing fucking "It's All Coming Back to Me Now," and they forget that song is like yeah. six and a half minutes long. That's a big mistake. It's too people long. Make. Nobody wants. And like everyone's excited for the first two minutes, and then you get to the seventh fucking verse of yeah. that song, and you're like, "Okay, I think we get it." Like, <laughs> this should be a segment on the podcast because we talk about it a lot. <laughs> Karaoke corner. Yeah, um, it's bad. And I've seen so many girls give themselves nodes trying to sing that song because they forget. <laughs> They forget that that song is difficult to sing, and then like halfway through, they're like, eh, and you're like, oh, I saw it develop. You have a callus on your vocal. Just bring cord them some from tea. This song. Yeah. <laughs> there should be the. Fa- I mean, there's radio edits. Why aren't there karaoke edits? There yeah. should be that. That's a smart idea. Mm-hmm. You, you should start I can make a million dollars. I think you. I think, <laughs> I think you it's could. about time. I think you hey, absolutely could. If you like that idea, donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. You get to come on Shark Tank with us. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Patreon, check out our fish episode of Patreon with Gilbert Lawand up uh, $3 Big a fan. month for our Patreon. And now, uh, fresh off the uh, boiler, um, my, our buddy Mike Carrazza made a ringtone for us that we're going to put on there that if you're a Patreon, you can have our theme song as a ringtone. Wow. So, and if you have a time machine that. to go back to 2007. Oh, shit. <laughs> One ringtone for the thing. And we might have a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash stand by your band. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, this has been Karaoke Corner, which is... <laughs> Oh, uh, my favorite. Eve 6 is a great one. That's uh, I so think fun. Eve 6 is such a great... I, you know, I'm so mad. When I was in high school, the year before us, their class song was Eve 6, Here to, Here's, Here's to the Night, night. which is song. such a good like senior song. And then you know what our fucking song was? What? Now, I would like to first say that I campaigned very hard for Forever Young to be oh, our, that's a good one. our senior song. Rod Stewart? And you know what came out that year? You know what song came out that year that was we could not turn the tide what year is this? Let's see. Two thousand six. Oh, two thousand six. Famously Shit. bad band. Like, Shit. like a punchline. Like when you think of bad bands, like this band is the number is one. Hoobastank stank the reason. No, that's a good guess. That Mine is around was 06 that time. Two. What, uh, was it? I can't Bo, believe yours was it. Was, Bo Bice? No, but I can't we believe you, this wasn't your senior song. It might have been. I'm trying to think of what it it's is. Like, All right. It's like it's it's so on the nose. It's disgusting. Photograph by oh Nickelback. Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. It was so disgusting. The amount of times I had to be at a dance in a circle with all my friends singing along to Photograph <laughs> is so disgusting. Photograph. It's like so on. It's like, of course. Yeah. Like that song was written to be celebrated yeah. by seniors in high school What's and funny? no one else. I just realized it's like this nostalgic song, but it's like, it sounds sad, but he's saying, every time I do it makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, he goes, yeah, what the hell like was like. on someone's head? It is. <laughs> who's that song is made for people who peak too soon. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, all of my friends being like, this is, I, I have never understood people who are are 17 in high school being like, these are the best years of our oh, life. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, you got like 70 Man. years left and you think these are going to be the best ones? Remember math class? <laughs> so, it's outrageous. <laughs> Those were the best days of my life. I don't even want to think my 20s are no. going to be the best I want to think my, my 90s are the best yeah, years of my life. Seriously. I want to peak then. We, uh, we didn't have a senior song. We had an eighth grade song, and it was a big controversy because everyone wanted Closing Time by mm-hmm. Semi-Song. <laughs> Which it was 2004. That's that song a, was that not. Song, sense. I, I feel like that song is about a miscarriage or something like it's that. It's actually, no, it's about uh, his wife giving birth. Oh, right, right, right. So right, it's right. the good. Oh, really? Well, it's I don't want to call that the good. Wait, closing time? Is it, I thought it was about yeah. a bar closing. No, that's what. And what it, that fuck? poor man, I, I've seen like every year somebody 
some music journalist like pings him and is like, Hey, do you want to talk about closing time? And he's so over it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I just wish I could talk about any other song, but this one, but um, it's so good. He was just on comedy bang bang. And, uh, he, you know, he wrote a lot of Adele songs. Is that right? He wrote, some, uh, he co-wrote someone like, you. are you fucking kidding me? The guy from semi-sonic. Swear to God. That's fucked up. But so that makes me annoyed we, with Adele. Wanted, I thought she uh, bled that song. We wanted closing time, but they said no, because it had to do with alcohol and we were 13. So you can't, little can't did you say no, that it was about a man. If only price. if I could have told them now, yeah, but yeah. so we had to go with OAR. Use that time I machine. Patreon.com. OAR. Wait. OAR was our. <laughs> they let Which you song? do. They let you choose an OAR song. Uh, Talk about not knowing what they home. were doing. I don't so even gross. know that. That sounds bad. Uh, yeah, I would ugh. know it if I heard it. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, bands that we were into in 2006, uh, Maroon Five, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, I will say he was ta- like we were talking. He he was saying that like nobody would. Like like Maroon Five or bring it up as a band. I mean, two like. out of three of us here. I will say, and two that your little Facebook post that you uh-huh. do every time about the condescending. Why my little Facebook. Oh, your post. little social little, media. Uh, push some of these get a hundred plus yeah, comments. No, I I read them all every single time. Um, but uh, I think that after having read most of these threads, yeah. even about bands I've truly never heard a uh-huh. stitch of their music, I read yeah. them all. This one had a lot of defenders, a lot of there people. There was more than I thought there would be. Came out of the honest. woodwork. My to sister say, came in. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did your was your sister pro or? Uh, she was pro. Okay. She said songs okay. about Jane. Is songs about Jane. Yeah. Okay. That's the, I mean, that's the album that. Is that the um, debut. That's, that's the, the that's, that's the debut their of, first as Maroon uh, as Maroon Five. Five. Yeah. So before that, they were uh, what Kara's? Uh, what was it? Kara's flowers. Yeah, and they brutal name. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Well, okay. So this is really weird. So they're all these like hot guys, like in high school or whatever. They're high school kids when they uh, put that. You can't album tell together. me more. <laughs> they're, they're high school boys. Turn up the podcast, Jonas. Um, <laughs> that's uh, no one will get that except for Jonas. Um, yeah, uh, they're high school boys in L.A., and they put together. They're they've been playing together for years, and they um they they name themselves Kara's Flowers because there's a girl in their school that they all have a crush on. Oh boy! Yeah, oh what boy. a weird thing to do. Oh and boy. flowers because of the rose because they're all democratic I'm sure she socialists. Loved that. <laughs> yes, uh, they were democratic socialists back then at mm-hmm. sixteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um. Yeah, so they put together an album. They get discovered or whatever. Whatever they have one somewhat hit, but it doesn't really go. It's called a uh, soap disco or disco soap. I can't remember. Oh I heard yeah, that sounds. I listened to it today, like a jam. <laughs> it sounds. Oh, I put it on the playlist. Actually, let's listen to it real fast because you'll hear how different they sounded. Um, yeah, it is this a different is genre. Soap disco. It sound. They sound like the wonders from that thing you do. Okay, you can you can still tell this is Adam Levine. Yeah, but and this but is it's weird. It's weird, but no, this is so. And this is actually, I think, the strength of Maroon Five as a pop band is uh-huh. that they truly know how to evolve with the times. They will. St- they. I don't know if it's like. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and defend the artistic merit of Maroon Five, and <laughs> I will not defend them as anything more than a band that I enjoy. Uh-huh. But 
they have evolved steadily. Like I was listening through their whole discography before coming on here, and they've changed. They change so much, yeah. like with every album, and it is truly just to like stay in the zeitgeist. And Kara's Flowers, that song mm-hmm. sounds exactly like everything we in were like all listening to. It sounds like pop punk. It's like ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense, but it it just it, wait. It, that was in ninety seven. That actually sounds like a, slightly ahead of the curve then, in terms of like I think it was the a, pop punk like yeah resurgence I, I didn't of like to all anything those. else they did around then but that song sounds to me like mid to late 90s like it sounds like i mean i can't even it sounds like, it like sounds american like the, hi-fi or uh-huh. all american rejects sure. yeah, or all those yeah, guys yeah. which were later so yeah that's later, true sure. yeah that's that is true but it's definitely i heard it and i was like the way i think a lot of it's what seeing adam levine play guitar was very jarring and i found out the, he used to play guitar, obviously. He plays and the drums too. The, he does it all the time in the they voice. They took it all away. They, uh, the person who kind of discovered them was like, "Stop it! Like you don't play guitar. You're the star of this band, yeah. and you're and uh, so and he wasn't wrong. So I have a lot for this. Um, I have a lot of feelings about them, and I have a lot of um, experience. I would say with them in that. So I got into them when I was sixteen. And I remember I was just like working at Kroger, and I would sit in the parking lot yes, on my Kroger. breaks and listen to songs about Jane. I li- like I I just remember listening to uh, "She Will Be Loved," and uh-huh. like there was a girl I had a crush on that worked at Taco Bell, and in the par- like Taco Bell's across the street from Kroger, and I would just like look over there and be like. She will be loved. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. This she wasn't. She never the did. Police. She never was loved. <laughs> she's, still, she's still. She's still at that Taco Bell. No. Um, here's the thing. Here's maybe the first of many of beyond just saying I like Maroon Five. Most uh-huh. controversial things I'll say because I did notice on that thread that a lot of people were coming in and being like, "Songs about Jane was their only good album," or like, yeah. "You can't hate on Songs about Jane." Here's all. Here's a newsflash for you nerds. <laughs> oh shit! Newsflash. Uh, songs <laughs> about Jane is their is fucking trash. It's oh actually, my I think. God. I actually think is is one oh of their worst God. albums. Um, Let me take I'll, a sip of this coffee to spit yeah. it out. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> How? Oh, shit, right my this, computer's the covered The top in... of this podcast, Tommy's I'll say, coffee. I think it's their worst one. And also, people, like, I think people this are romanticizing <laughs> songs about Jane in a big way. Because I went back, that that album got a solid three stars from, like, every, uh-huh. uh, like, Rolling Stone. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, it's fine. Yeah. And it is. That's exactly what it is. Trash is hyper- hyperbolic shit. of me to say. But it, it is, is hyperbolic. It is fine. It is a fine album there is truly i don't think anything in that album that points to them being stars in the future that, except for the, the earwormness of the songs this, sure i think but. like four songs on there so i went back and listened to it because i was trying to get myself back in the mode of where i was when i loved them because i i fell off um after this i'm a album. latter-day maroon five fan, no i know no that your playlist shocked me uh, we were, <laughs> i was like holy shit joel still likes them <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's, it's cool rare. that you go door to door and ring people's doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the good news? <laughs> Latter day. <laughs> All right. So on songs about Jane, is that we harder to breathe? Harder to breathe kicks off the album. God, and that what was a the great first start! Single too, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the first yep. single. Um, it's, it's so catchy. This love followed it. Oh wow! This love There's a lot like, of there are a lot of singles that bangers. were very yeah, successful. She will be change. loved, and then also Sunday morning, all from this album. Damn. And I remember listening to this whole album and being like, 
this is fucking great. Like <laughs> this, it like evolved me as into a man in some ways because they're talking right. about sex. Yeah, I, this was back when I was like, uh, I was very young, and I was like, I don't believe in this sort of stuff. <laughs> I think that this is bullshit that they're like promiscuous and stuff. But it, I was like, <laughs> but I'm intrigued. What? the fuck are you looking at me like that we're, for Tommy we're, we're just gonna let you get away with this album evolved me into a man <laughs> we're gonna let that slide as a sentence look I didn't have a father Tommy oh, not all okay. of us had a Robert Wow. <laughs> some of us had to have Adam Levine be our big brother and oh show us about sex <laughs> It is remarkable that you aren't in jail. Uh, if Ro- Adam Levine was your father figure, I would say like up. older brother, but like okay, but like hotter. Also. I wish you would have when you did the name change, went with Tom, Tom Levine. Levine. That would have yeah. been fuck. That would have been good. Thomas Levine. Not everybody. Too late. That's pretty good. Um. So I. <laughs> all right. Let's get. Let's talk about this real fast. So I was so into this album. And then the second album came out. Me and my roommate fucking loved them. Josh Subert, uh, we were talking about this today because we went to see them live. Oh, I saw the picture. <laughs> oh, wait, there was a picture? Oh, wait, maybe I'm thinking of no, maybe someone possible. else on the thread. It's possible. Had a picture. Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, no, that's not us. Oh, that's okay, not good. That's, I was like, <laughs> holy shit. So, so my mom, uh, her friend was like, Let's go see Maroon 5. And I was like, what the fuck? Cool My friends. mom's friend likes Maroon 5? Oh, so, bad omen. Omen yeah. of things to come, I so think. So this is on the um, the next album's tour, which is It Won't Be Soon Before Long. Um, and this is them taking a huge turn in their music. Like, this is when they got... Because they were the poppy. This is the second album. They were poppy, but this was more like... It had a way different vibe, I thought. And, like, they kept some of it, but it was also way more, like, upbeat and poppy. It didn't feel as, like, stripped down as the first album, I feel like. Like, there were a lot of these songs on the first album. I think the progression of Maroon 5 is, like, oh, in Songs About Jane, you're like, this is a band. And then as it goes along, (laughs) it's like, oh, this is Adam Levine's band. (laughs) And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that they had made that change. So then going to see them live with my mom, we drove to Columbus, (laughs) Ohio. It was, I think, a four and a half hour drive. And uh, we get there. It is all teenage girls and women, like middle-aged women. What a brutal wake-up call. It was rough. And I I was, me and my friend both had this moment of like, oh, shit. (laughs) I didn't know that this was, that's what this was. I thought that they were like sad boys like us. Like, uh, and so then we're. What would be the, what would be the band that you thought they were like? I think maybe like a Matchbox 20 or something. Okay, yeah, no, actually, I I think that's fair based on songs about James. Yeah, exactly. Did you grow up in Did you grow up in the Chicagoland area? I grew up in Wilmette, Illinois. Okay, so. For me, songs about Jane will always be synonymous with 101.9 The Mix. Oh, like, yeah. That's that such a 101.9. Yeah yeah, 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 That, like, it was our adult, like, alternative rock. Yes. Like, Alanis Morissette, yes. Maroon 5, that's what like, I, that sort of, that's what Matchbox 20, sure. for sure. Yeah. That's uh, what Cuckoo I thought. Dolls, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Whereas, and I think it 100%. was a very much, I think the end of that, like, that success of that album, they had a choice. They had the two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And here's the thing. Who the, who knows what Rob Thomas of Matchbox Twenty is doing now? But I certainly know where Adam Levine is. That's very you know, true. He's in a space uh, chair the voice on the studios. voice. <laughs> Listen, we can, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, we have a lot to cover here. Up. Yeah. So we get there. Adam Levine is wearing like a suit or whatever, and then he starts taking off clothes, and he has like all these not costume changes, but outfit changes. And I was like, "Fuck! Like that's not what." <laughs> 
Like, oh, it was just all these women, like, I hate that he likes mind. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I thought that you were, like, this artist, like, mm-hmm. I'm not that being, not that doing costume changes isn't a form of artistry, <laughs> but I was like, I didn't think that's what this was. And, like, teen girls are like, woo! Yeah. And I was like, no, this is my thing. Like, you can't have that. And then I, yeah, it was a this bummer. This is such a sad and funny story. <laughs> but yeah, well, I should have known when. It was like my mom and her friends wanted to go see it, but I, not that I wouldn't go see something with my mom. She's got she's a good lady. I went to see Boys to Men with my mom. She's got good taste. She's a good lady. Um, yeah. So back to you. Um, and Tommy, feel free to chime in with your experience. With I mean, this band. I didn't have too much experience. I would say I remember. I feel like there was like a, a couple weeks when Harder to Breathe came out when they seemed like they were really cool. Yes. And then I think when She Will Be Loved came out, it was like, oh, this is the mix. Well, and then maybe now is the time, because there's another thing that Adam Levine did right around the same time as Songs About Jane came out that I think made him sort of really cool, which was collaborate with Kanye. I mean, isn't yes. that the coolest yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. that. Love that song. You could do. I think that that hook in that song is so Amazing. good. Yeah. It actually like is one of those songs that um, that song is like a real, like, you know, it's a sense memory thing. Like, it brings me back to, like, for certain sure, moments sure. of my life of, like, truly... Uh, I, like, I, I know that we don't usually do it like this. We usually play, do the playlist at the end. But for this song, because I I put on the... It's not technically a Maroon 5 Well, song, so, so it doesn't... I don't know if it counts that, in my That playlist, hook that but. he does in the song, though, is a Maroon 5 song. Though. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's um, it's from the second album. It won't oh, I didn't even know long. that. Yeah, it sounds different a little bit, but the lyrics are the same, and it's like... It's the same song. Got But let's listen to the Kanye one, because this was... You're right. It was like a one-two punch for me, where I was like, I loved Kanye. She will be loved. Tugged at, plucked away at my little heartstrings, and... Uh, and then I was in, I didn't like this love when it came out, but then I it grew on me the more I heard it, um, and heard him say, yeah, heard him say I was like, oh shit, this guy's cool too. Uh, yeah. This is the high point of uh, his career for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll plant my flag. Uh, of Kanye, Adam Levine, of Adam Levine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a there's definitely an argument to say that this was Kanye. Anyway, <laughs> I disagree with Kanye. I, oh, Adam Levine. Yes. Okay, got it. I was so shaken up. Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. Wow. And I heard him say, Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way. I wonder if they still text. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, I have to ask you about this. Yes. Have you heard these rumors that Kanye secretly has a husband, this fashion guy? What? (laughs) I feel like, how have I never heard this? I feel like that would be something that would be circulating in my community, but I have not heard that. I found a Perez Hilton article. Someone told me this. Someone shit. told me no. Kanye has this this fashion guy, and I can't remember his name. But they go. I think I know. What I've seen pictures years. of this guy. I know what you're talking about. I guess I just I don't know if I buy it. Okay, He's a, Kanye is such a fucking weirdo, mm-hmm. uh, and grew up in Naperville, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like that explains anything weird about Kanye. I'm like, he grew up in Naperville, Illinois, um, so that explains truly everything mm. about him to me. 
that doesn't track <laughs> yeah, with the rest of true. his image. I'm like, oh, it's just because he's from Naperville. <laughs> Does he ever sing about Naperville? I oh, think yeah. he only sings about Chicago. Haven't you yeah, heard about Beautiful I mean, Dark Twisted Naperville? Sh- <laughs> Kanye is like the blown out version of literally every kid that grew up out of the suburbs who, when asked where we're from, says Chicago. Always, always. <laughs> like, Chicago to St. Louis, St. Louis back to <laughs> Naperville. <laughs> well, that Jim Gaffigan has the best joke about that. Where people go, oh, I'm from Chicago, and they go, oh, what part? And they go, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jim Gaffigan. Oh, man. Let's do a bunch of Jim Gaffigan. Good joke. Good joke, Tommy. I love that joke that you just made yeah, up. Yeah, that was good. That hey, was such a good Tommy joke. You ever notice how the Hot Pockets theme song is bullshit? It's just like, is that how he words it? Hot Pockets. Yeah, that's Gaffigan. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck is up with a... I oh, have, I, I didn't know he cussed. I, I have a... I, I have a lot of kids. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wow, yeah, that's good. I love that. Is this sticker tree? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is uh, this is more inside than us right now. Yeah. We're inside the studio. The st- and, I don't know. and and this is the most inside it's been. And Tom literally shouted out a friend from high school. <laughs> uh, look, and this look. Is uh, most of the people who inside. most of the people who listen to this podcast live in Bloomington, <laughs> Indiana, and have slept with Jonas. Um. <laughs> okay, so I will say another my experience. My mom is like obsessed with the voice okay. to the point where, and she's very much Team Adam. To the point wow. where I, I, I remember the peak of this was I had a friend over and we were like downstairs playing video games and my mom made us both come upstairs and watch a performance <laughs> on The Voice. Okay, well let's get into it, Tommy, because here's the thing. Okay, I am a huge voice fan Ooh. i i've done a uh i've been in a voice fantasy league every season since the oh second God. since the second season i've lost and gotten money real human <laughs> dollars oh my god what does that entail not bitcoin like cash money <laughs> i understand the concept of money <laughs> do you not understand like when i give do a service i get paid and it's not like it's not like bartering. Like I don't get an object; I get mm. money. Legal is tender. it like paper just, that represents gold? Is it on a website or is it like no? It's just like it me up? and my old coworkers, and like we figured out a system. We do a draft. We do like wow. there's points. That's amazing. That you get. I love. This. It's very serious stuff. And I I fucking love the voice. Uh, here's the thing: like almost always stop watching once the live uh, parts happen, but. It is so fascinating because The Voice is the first singing competition show that is mostly about the judges and not yeah. really yeah. about any of the, like, uh, it was my friend said uh, the, the Voice won at the Emmys for the uh-huh. like, best reality show or whatever. And my friend said, he was like, oh, be, he, she's like the producer that uh, was accepting the award. He, he was like, oh, she wanted to thank one of the, the, the most recent winner of The Voice, but she couldn't remember who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because like That's truly, great. I couldn't tell you. That's I've so watched funny. every like. I think there's been like 39 seasons of The Voice since they started, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't tell you a single. Uh, Cassidy Pope is the only winner I could tell you who who won, and it's only because she sang a beautiful rendition of Payphone by Adam Levine for the audition. Ooh. And I go and I revisit it. Um, but it's such a it's it's a it's actually an alarmingly good show. I What's think. your strategy when you draft? Do you go for a certain oh, coach? Yeah, um, no, I go, I, I, I just l- truly go with my heart. I go with people who have, I, I go for the people who are the most interesting and then usually have to try and pick like who the best country singer is because unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, there's a, it, I think most singing competition shows because the only people who watch them are in it. real America. Yeah, I think you're right. And they love the country music. Yeah. Um, you want to win, sing about those flyover states. Well, and it's crazy. Speaking of Cassidy Pope, the winner of season three, I want to say. 
uh, first female winner, and she was on Blake's team, and she came in, and she... This is the interesting thing about The Voice, is it attracts a lot of people who already have existing careers in the music industry. It's not like, I don't know if I can sing, but I want to try. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like all those fucking bumpkins that come on American Idol. It's a lot of people who have, like, existing careers, who have bands. Like, there have been people who have gotten on the show where I'm like, wait a minute, and then I'll go look at my iTunes, and I have albums. Really? On my On my... Uh, phone already and this girl she had like a pop punk band that she fronted that was like actually sort of a big deal and like I had listened to music of hers in college and she goes on gets on Team Blake and now she has a thriving country music career wow. like it's so craven in a way because it's like oh she's like well I guess this is what works for me now yeah. and I'm gonna do that and hey more power to her like she and- hitched her start her wagon to Blake star yeah. and it it works. And I think, and this is my other thing about wanting to come on and defend. People shit on Adam Levine so much. And they're yeah. like, he is the epitome of douchebaggery. Uh-huh. And I get that in a, I have in a some certain quotes way. That we'll talk about oh, after no. you. I'll I'm let you sure finish. I wanna, I'm going to let you I'm finish, not sure but... I want to finish. Uh, you're about <laughs> to humiliate me after I go on this defensive. But I've seen that show. He seems like a generally okay person. He seems to really care about his contestants. Like, he has some thoughtful things to say about their music and, like, sort of in the direction that they want to take. Like, Blake is truly trash. Like, he has no good advice. He never says anything insightful about to any of these people. His people win by virtue of Blake being a mega a country star mm-hmm. that pe- that brings people to the show but adam really does have a lot of like interesting insightful ideas about branding which i know is not what music is it's mm-hmm. not he's not there but he's not i don't think that show is necessarily trying to produce a great musician i think that the show is trying to package a product and in that sort of scope adam levine is the perfect person to do that on that show because yeah. uh, exactly what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. maroon 5 has evolved in a very craven way to keep up with whatever pop music is doing at this yeah. current moment and he's so good at that and i think he like legitimately does care i think obviously some of this stuff is scripted i have friends who are literally writers on the voice oh, really? oh, and, and you can tell but there is stuff that seems like generally off the cuff and i think he is like he seems like he he cares and i have I, i'll tell you this i have a friend on the voice this is actually has little to do with adam levine but i had a friend who competed on the voice and um he was on team alicia and he said that everyone was lovely all the coaches were so nice and kind and alicia was a great coach uh and this was miley's season and he said though uh the only time you saw those coaches were when the cameras were rolling and I like that that, that yeah. makes sense that oh, makes sure. sense like they're busy people except and here's another controversial fave of mine. Miley Cyrus showed up to every dress rehearsal wow, where the cameras wow. weren't rolling, was like always there, would call the wardrobe people late at night and be like, my person isn't comfortable with this costume. Can we work wow. out something else? And still Miley. emails with the people that were on what? her team. Like, listen, we give Miley a lot of shit and f- for good reasons. I think there's Malibu valid, is boring. valid criticism wow. of... I love Malibu. I actually. just heard it. I will say I listened to it the other day. And it made, it made <laughs> I, I, I honestly... I welcome it, it her craven me. tossing aside of the culture that she appropriated to make herself famous uh, <laughs> because I love the new music. But uh, And let me tell you, she's back on The Voice again this year and uh, her face does not do well uh, in New York. Oh, <laughs> in, in the New York subway system, uh, Miley Fire- Cyrus his face does not do well. She got hair mustaches. Is she I think she just. I think she has an oft, oh, oft defaced face. In, I see. The I thought you meant like her she's actual. Not face. Well, uh, she's not <laughs> beloved by the people who tag subway advertisements. But that's what I'll say. I love. I think the voice is great, and I think the actu- actually the voice is if you watch it enough mm-hmm. will endear you to Adam Levine in a way yeah. that is Here's something I think you wouldn't otherwise feel. 
It's weird in a show of that structure. It seems like he's the protagonist, which is a word you wouldn't think for a reality show with judges and contestants. Yeah. It seems like he is like, because Blake's like the jokester and CeeLo's the guy who slips yeah, something in the your the ingenue of yeah. the show. CeeLo yeah. has had a very oh. rough turn in Oof. his career. I was I loved him, and then he said all that shit, and I was like, ah. Yeah. Well, he drugged well, the he woman. Drugged Wait, the woman. <laughs> he did that? Yeah. Well, that's well, just Tom boys being mad boys. About stuff he, said. Yeah, he said some <laughs> yeah. stuff that I didn't agree with, but... Uh, yeah, oh, no, he I put, he put MDMA in a woman's... Mm-hmm. Uh, My God. Yeah, and it's really awkward because they have done some things, I think in some anniversary season of The Voice where they brought back everybody who has coached at, yeah. at one point or another, and they just erased they just ignore from him. the narrative. They mm-hmm. just completely erased Cela from the narrative, shit. which is hilarious. And uh, he, but he was just like, fuck you. Oh I feel, <laughs> please don't. Um, <laughs> that song, what a bane of our, all of our existence. Yeah, so it's not good. I have to say too, go back and watch, I, I want to say like season four, which with Shakira, Shakira did it for one season and you can tell she was like, or maybe she did it for two mm-hmm. and she was so over it, but she is such a good coach and is so charismatic mm. and i can't can't sing a line can't uh, like truly the warbles i don't get her um, thing um, tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Shak- that was good shakira what are you doing in the studio <laughs> I, shakira, oh, shakira. shakira shakira whoa um, no that was how is your shakira accurate? better than your sean paul <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no watch the voice it's so dope i'm gonna watch it i will say all right so in fairness, to give the other side a little bit of uh, heat, um, this is some. Th- these are some quotes from Adam Levine. Oh no! Uh, one of them is, um, let's see. I liked when CeeLo drugged that woman. <laughs> uh, MDMA is one of my favorite bands. Um, all right, there are two kinds of men. There are men who fucking who are fucking misogynist pigs, and then there are men who really love women, who think they're the most amazing people in the world, and that's me. Maybe the reason I was promiscuous and I wanted to sleep with a lot of them is that I love them so much. Oh. That, is, that is just not okay. Well, pleasant. so it, that took like a sharp left turn because uh-huh. I do like you were like, okay, there are a lot of misogynist men. I'm glad uh-huh. Adam is owning up to this, and he's yep. like, I love women. I'm like a little like uh, eye rolly, but not sure. wrong. And then that last part, it's just not the last part is like him excusing being like yeah, an asshole. Or whatever. that is the thing. I mean, that is the thing about the music of this of, yeah. of maroon five is that it is like uh not i'm not gonna go all the way and say predatory but like uh it is you can tell like i i, I feel like this is the one place in the venn diagram where we over i overlap with like a men's rights activist is probably like <laughs> super into maroon five in a certain way it just feels a little like Ugh, you yeah, can't spell maroon five without mr and a that's Think true that. wait Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Mr. A. Um, here's another one. You know what yoga is good for? I'll tell you what yoga is good for. Fucking. And then... Uh, what was the I question? Don't see, I don't see a problem. I don't know who asked I don't see that. A pro- yeah. I don't see a fucking It's more just like, why would you that say one? that? Because uh, it's true. <laughs> you know what? Because it's true oh, and people need to hear the truth about yoga. If I had heard this one when I was like... 15 or 16 i would have fucking hated him it says uh you know when you're 14 and terrified to talk to a girl i didn't suffer much from that okay well that's a different narrative from what he tells us on his acne commercial i was about to say his proactive Um, commercials yeah he acts uh, like he was a nerd exactly he was a fucking liar he had oh man but like actually what a nightmare he sounds like as a teen he had (laughs) acne of terrible apparently terrible acne and ADD. <laughs> like, just, 
Just truly everyone that I knew growing up. Um, this is the last one. This is this is just delusional, I think. He said, we're counting on the cultural feedback loop to pull a journey on us. Journey wasn't cool. Now I can't go one fucking night without somebody screaming the words to that fucking song. That's that's what we're banking on. We'll play Coachella in 15 years. Like, he thinks they're going to have a comeback where they're cool. I mean, who knows what Ryan Murphy will do to a Maroon 5 song to get it back into the zeitgeist, <laughs> you know? Because what he, that's what he's conveniently leaving out, is that Journey made it back into the zeitgeist in the least cool way possible. Yeah. And that is through acapella show choir glee, music. Yeah. Um, well, I think Sopranos brought him back in a big way, too. We talked about this. Because Don't Journey Stop Believing yeah. is the last song of the Sopranos I'm series. I'm not familiar with that show. Oh, it's about Italian. People. Oh, I am not yeah. familiar with that. People. They're just uh, like uh, it's just sucking down meatballs for <laughs> seven seasons. Just fucking Guido pigs. <laughs> oh wow! Official take. That was yeah. Tom. Look, uh, oh, I'll go. Tommy up these and I had Italians. nothing to do with that oh, viewpoint. I love Italians. <laughs> I love their food. I do love their food. I love their food. <laughs> well, um, Racine called you. I, a bitch I, piglet, I, so. I don't think. I don't think. I, I'm sure. The Sopranos in your fucking elite, like, <laughs> you know, cable circles probably had something, to do, had something to do with Journey coming back into this. I guess I think you cannot deny, though, that 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 first season of Glee, like, really pushed it in a way. I think that you're right. Us. I think that there was a multiple. I think there was multiple things happening. I definitely think Glee helped a lot because people were really into that first season. Um, well, maybe if they want to get on Glee, they should rebrand that album. Songs about Jane Lynch. Hold Kill credit. <laughs> Kill yourself. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, all right. See, I came around in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's call Tim real fast. Okay. So l- to preface I, this. I find this story to be ridiculous. <laughs> our, uh, our, is buddy, our new segment called Call an Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is our buddy Tim McLaughlin. Uh, he's a Patreon subscriber, and you can be I too. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. He told on our Facebook uh, thread about this uh, band. He said that his friend um, was uh, his friend was approached by Adam Levine and that she turned him down and that he was a real prick about it. So we want to hear it from the lips of uh, an angel. Babes, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna call Tim. Let's see if this will work. Uh, Coming once. from the lips of an angel. <laughs> Hearing Adam Levine, it sounds uh, like you're lying. Is that working? Oh, here we go. I'm nervous. I, I know, know why I'm so nervous. Yellow. Timbo. Yellow. Oh, my what God. Up, bud? He knew he was going to be on a podcast, and he still <laughs> he decided to yellow. open with yellow. You stupid piece of shit. How uh, dare you? That's how I always <laughs> answer my just, phone. Just tell the fucking story. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's that's oh is this the interview you do tell the fucking tell the fucking story hey pow we're making you famous right now (laughs) this is the most people who's ever heard your voice (laughs) that's not true one time i stole a microphone at a state fair (laughs) (laughs) all right so what happened uh, okay so so here's the story. So my buddy Cheese was dating this girl, Sessa, and uh, this is how I, she told me the story, and the chick's a real babe, right? So I believe her. And it was backed up by several people. And she worked at uh, the Roosevelt Hotel in L.A. in their game room, and all, like, the A-list celebrities would go there. Like, one time I was there, and Donald <laughs> Faison was there. The Ooh, all the, the A-listers, like, date Donald Faison. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I was hanging out with Donald Faison, and uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I guess uh, she met uh, Ryan Gosling there one night, and he tried to like take her back to his house, but she said he was too much of a player, and uh, she said no. Which wait, is this just, I just a script can't to that movie? That, you know, uh, crazy like, stupid love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is your friend Emma Stone? <laughs> I mean, I can't hear what snide remarks Tommy's making, but I'm sure they're great. Uh, yeah, all those snide uh, remarks. But, uh, so I guess you met Adam Levine there, and Adam Levine invited her over to his house, and she went over one time, and he made some moves on her, and she went back and were told the her boyfriend she's about like it. Like Jagger or not? <laughs> they were, they were, they were like Jagger. But I think since she said no, they were like more like a like Keith Richard moves. But oh, okay. Here's my uh, heroin induced. <laughs> Is that yeah, very I, rigid heroin nodding off type moves? I I would like to preface this by saying believe all women. I be- <laughs> oh I, shit! I believe women, but and I even believe I you even believe, a lot of MRA shit on this. One. I know. I even believe that she turned down Adam Levine because I even as a not a person who would ever be in that realm of being hit on by Adam Levine. Like I feel like third hand gross, uh, even just hearing that Adam Levine hit on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I, I'll go back to the voice in a second, but Ryan Gosling but, well, and Adam Levine, yeah, that I find much. suspect that I find suspect. I mean, I mean, here's so, so, so he, she goes over the first time and then Adam Levine has like a small get together that he invites her over to the next time. So she took her boyfriend and my friend Danny also was with him and they brought like 40 people over to Adam Levine's house and like fucked his whole shit up. So it sounds like your friends are the bad guys. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, she sounds like a full-on I mean, villain. I'm not, she listen, sounds like I a liar and a villain. I wouldn't try to make my friends have to be some kind of hero. Hey, you know? stand by Cheese. So wait, yeah, you're saying that Cheese and the gang <laughs> <laughs> went over to Adam Levine's house guys, and listen. fucked his shit up. <laughs> and Adam Levine sucks because of this. I no, wait. To be fair, to be fair, I think categorizing Tim's what? comment, ta- categorizing Tim's uh-huh. original comment on Facebook, he was not taking that's a side. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. He that's was fair. just relaying news. I jumped the gun. Much like that's Charlottesville true. on both sides. <laughs> to be honest, I can't hear you guys real well. Uh, but I will say this, that if you subscribe to the Patreon, maybe you could also get called into the podcast. So Wait, Tim, true. before you go, I got to ask you one question. What do you think about yoga? What do I think yeah, about yoga? Yeah, what do you yoga? think it's good for? What do I think it's good for? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Aligning your chi and your spirituality? Wrong, bitch. <laughs> it's fucking. It's good for fucking. Oh, hang up on, hang up on him. Bye. <laughs> um, I have to say, I have had great. like one or two often. straight male yoga teachers in LA before, and it's always the worst experience of my life. Like, I don't go to yoga because I want a straight man telling me how to do yoga. Mm-hmm. And every single time I walk away feeling like, that's how Adam Levine would teach you. <laughs> um, I know I keep flip-flopping here, but... Because he also does... There are sometimes on his team, on The Voice, there's like a really pretty sort of me- mediocrely talented woman. Any champions? Sort of champions in a way that I'm like, oh, you're fucking... Mm, <laughs> like, you're like fully fucking this girl. And there's like one... Just one every time. He like... He is also famous. He also brings on a lot of like moms in their forties on his team and champions them too. To be uh-huh. fair, but then there's always one where I'm like, 
Oh, you're bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how many fantasy points is it if they fuck? Oh, that's a good uh, question. You know what? We should add that in as a metric. <laughs> yeah, I think season. that should be the same amount as like a 40-plus yard touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we should probably get into the playlist here. Yeah, let's we're do it. 47 minutes in here. Um, the first song that you asked us to play is a little song called Payphone. From uh, that's it's from the is that from V? Yeah, that... I, I I don't actually know any of it, the albums. I know it's Pink V, lots of mess, and woman. Over, this was from Overexposed. My bad. Which that's got, lots of mess. I this think. is one that critics were like ripping. Sounds apart. like you're doing a really? Rorschach test. Yeah, I was just reading some reviews and they're brutal. Uh, but here we go. They're wrong. Is there any specific part you want me to skip? I uh, maybe just like the chorus is, is I think. I mean, I love this part too. I love this little like. Breathe for a second. How can you hate this song? I'll tell you. <laughs> Dancing. I love it. We're definitely going to talk about that. This is what turned Tom to a man. (laughs) Yeah, no, the first album did. But I will say, you were talking, speaking of how they cuss, like out of nowhere, it feels like, because it doesn't need, you don't need it in that song. Yeah, for a pop, it's like, it does feel a little bit like they are just kind of holding on to their last shreds of, of like, legitimacy that's, that's exactly what by, it feels like yes by like throwing in the odd swear word yeah onto, like they're like we're a pop band but our albums are explicit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she will be fucking loved yeah. like why yeah, did I was you just do thinking, that i don't think they could do any word but shit would work with a maroon five song they said fuck right yeah. after that Did they say fuck he says it right after that he said all those fairy tales are full of shit uh one more fucking love song yeah. make oh, i'll be really? sick yeah. yeah wow it's like it doesn't feel in place at all say ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they um, yeah they say it all. They'll, you, they say they, it they all. They go, they go there. <laughs> they um, yeah. I remember. It's funny because hearing that, I was like, because I I've only heard that on the radio, and I, making myself listen to it today, I enjoyed it more than I thought I Thank would. Thank you. And you need some distance. <laughs> yeah, you do need some distance, and you need to give it a focus listen because it's usually just background music for me. Yeah, but like we were both just—it's it's lift it made Uber me, music. Exactly, it made mm-hmm. me bounce around. Just now, you were dancing. I, I, I'm into it. I, I think actually the rule of thumb it, with Maroon say. Five in general is give it some distance because all of their songs are sort of categorically overplayed. Yeah, like when they're first come out, and you yeah. just really need to like give it a moment, and then Absolutely. come back to it. You're like, okay, this is fine. It's not my favorite song, but it did remind me of when he said uh, all those fairy tales are full of shit i was like oh that's what i liked about them when i first heard them is they were saying things where i was like oh yeah this is i'm not supposed to be hearing this (laughs) i'm turning into a man (laughs) uh all right so the next song here is sugar 
Oh my god, I fucking is that right? This song yeah. is undeniable, and I want to hate it, but I can't. I love you it. Can't. I do hate the last one. I didn't say on the record. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> this song is too good. Yeah, it's this like, song this makes me want to fuck. <laughs> We haven't talked about this, yeah. but they, when they first came out, were endlessly compared to Jamara Kwai. Uh, and I think this is probably the closest they dipped back into that realm. Like, close, I mean, it's clearly like that still alive. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it, this is, I think, close because it's like it has a soul. Vibe. It's yeah. like soul. It's like a more soul, like, funk yeah. vibe. This was my song in the summer two summers ago. Was it 2015? I'll yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, this is, and me. this is this is a song that was also overplayed, but I could not get enough. It's of too good. Song. It was like this and that fucking uh, Fast Seven song. The oh, the Sam my friend died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know this song. Stay I could with not me. Is that it? No. I just remember. I think that's right. Um, so this is the. Yeah, this is like 2015, 2014. This was like, I just, my friend had a car that summer in New York, and I just remember driving everywhere and listening to this and just I mean, feeling fucking alive. That's a driving song for sure. I One remember. of the four ways to listen to music. Oh, no. Um, I was like, my friends and I uh, had like a, a friend's house in Pittsburgh. Like, we all, a bunch of us just went and stayed there for the weekend, and literally the only two songs we listened to for a full weekend were this song and Blank Space. But yeah. was, and that was it. And it was a great weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down to the fucking aisle but to sugar. <laughs> like Maroon Five. And we'll be your best man. <laughs> yeah, that is part of your contract. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah when you agreed oh, to be on cool. this podcast. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, and we're gonna do a live episode. I now. don't actually believe in the institution. <laughs> now you don't because of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is a little ditty called She Will Be Loved. Wait, oh did I God. ask for this? One? You did. Oh, okay. How dare you? <laughs> I think oh this is I, the, the one. Speaking of distance, I, I truly cannot listen to a lot of songs for Jane. Uh-huh. This is the one that I can listen to. Yeah, I don't like. It's funny. I like the deep cuts on this album more than I like the hits. Which is, I'm gonna, people are going to rip me apart. <laughs> um, this song I still love. Even though it's like it, it's generic enough to pull at all your like to pull at anybody but uh, I love it I think it's so good the, the thing about song, songs for, on songs for Jane is that like this feels relatively stripped down compared to what we're getting from them now. yeah that's what I like about, I like that about it you can it. hear like, in, and, like <laughs> everything now it does sound like robots constructed sure. music that, as soon now. as they started to get into that I fell off a lot I, and it wasn't like I hate them but it's like I just was like I'm not gonna seek this out or like go deep into the albums like I did with the first two but like I can't even imagine Adam Levine singing this slow again ever again yeah I don't remember until the curse is broken until the curse is broken that's right he did uh, his acne goes away <laughs> only if only if he does <laughs> only if he never sings slow <laughs> alright ugh 
I keep just turning it back up because I want to hear it's a little good. more. Give me a little taste. Jared's going to fucking murder me. Yeah. <laughs> he texted me about the last one and he was like, you can't keep liking this stuff. That's funny. <laughs> so that, um, I like that. And on that album, there's another song kind of in that vein, but it's a little darker called uh, Must Get Out that I fucking love. Um, and I just listened to it right oh, before yeah, you got I like here. That song too. It's so good and it's like a good kind of breakup song but it's a it's a bummer and that's what i liked from them and then they became like we're gonna fuck everybody and i like that too but this this is what i came to maroon five for um the next song is called what lovers do this is with scissor right yes again they do some cool ass collaborations yeah that noise in the background is fun. Yeah, and that is, again, them evolving. Uh-huh. Like, that's a very now sort of David Guetta, like, you know, this is a festival song. It must suck to be their drummer, though. Because the first album, you were a drummer. <laughs> they got really into the piano for a while, like, into keyboard. One of their guitarists just changed into a keyboard piano player. It's a real musician. Yeah, this is like a, this is like an indica, like Sunday, <laughs> like like just sort of like half dancing at a brunch. Yeah. You have to get a license to listen to this one in most states. And SZA is so cool. Like, if you take anything away from this episode yeah. of the podcast, check out SZA because she is so fucking cool. And it is almost shocking to me. That she I think did I like collaboration. Her she is so cool that I am surprised that she collaborated with her five. I guess she needs to be exposed. I mean, hopefully people will listen to this. That's a fun song. Yeah, it's great. It's their newest This is all like... It's funny because listening to this alone, I feel like... Uh, I'm more like ah, this is yeah, it's fine. Like it's not great background music necessarily, but if you wanted, if you're like, if I was like at a at a dance party and that came on, I'd be like, this is sick. Yeah. I'm into it. It's all situational. Um, oh shit, this feed is blowing up over here. People are oh my god. <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of Adam Levine like naked, pretty much. Oh yeah, no, I love that. Picture. <laughs> <laughs> that was my phone. That was legit my phone background was it for really? a long time. <laughs> it's a picture of like somebody with their hands. I think like, over that's for like veganism too, or something like uh, that. Because I'm pretty sure he's a vegan. Because yeah, that, that, as that though he right. couldn't, <laughs> yeah, his personality course. could not be any yeah. worse. <laughs> he's like a loud and proud vegan. Not, I have a lot of vegan friends and I love them, but he is like one of the in your face. I think about uh, it. Yeah, Thank I could. Know. I actually could be making that all up. But I just seems like it. He does seem like it. Let's just assume. Yeah. <laughs> Talks about how he eats clean. Yeah. Uh, and he looks. He's I mean, doing the whole thirty. Look at his body. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at that bod though. No, he's that bod so, don't lie. I mean, that's. I feel like I've shown a lot of restraint this episode. <laughs> he's so fucking hot, and I won't. Like I, I like don't. I, I know that a lot of people are like, yeah, but his personality, and I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking hot and he can't do anything wrong because of that <laughs> hot people are good he inherently gets a pass. he gets a pass um okay so we already listened to heard him say but i'll show you um what that song what the hook is their actual song it's a song called nothing lasts forever and i'm gonna skip up a little bit it sounds so different oh from, this yeah. sounds like a fleetwood max song oh, I must free up these tires 
This is from the second album. This also sounds like Tears for Fears a little bit. Yeah. So it's funny because that Kanye song, not only was I like, oh, this is a sick song, but I was like, oh, this is a preview of the this next album. Off their second. So this is the second album. The Kanye song came out before this. This is so chill, so bad. I love this. This is fun. Jared's gonna be mad. Sorry, Jared. I mean, clearly Jared knows about music. Or, sorry, clearly Jared knows about comedy. He's got great taste, but terrible taste in music. He's gonna. I will never headline the comedy attic again. Ever. Ever. That was my first and last time ever headlining it. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was the, what that song is from, or the, what that hook is from. Both good. I love Both, that it's song. A la- it's a total lateral move. It's not sure. Better, it's I, worse. I prefer the Kanye song by a billion now, but mm-hmm. when that song came out, it was kind of like, um, when we listened to Steely Dan on this show and the hook from, um, Champion. Kid Charlamagne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The hook from Cha- uh, Champion is in, Ki- I think Kid Charlemagne or something like that. And it is fucking, you're like, oh shit, I like this song because it has that in it. But it goes both ways. I for just this. heard the one from Blame Game at a restaurant, and I wanted to like start shaking whoever, like, tell me what this is. Well, I, I didn't know that There's that was the piano part is taken from something. Oh shit! I gotta yeah. figure that out. If you know, tweet at us. I'm oh. sure I could have downloaded oh, Shazam, but I wanted to shake someone and tell. Hold them on, where's our wrong. sound is doing something weird. Keep talking. There we go. No. Okay, we're good now. Sorry about that, people. Um, I still, I feel like you're gonna listen back to this podcast, and all of my, you won't have heard any. Uh, my microphone. Will you don't have been think? Work. I don't know. We can Maybe. hear you. Okay, we good. Can hear you. Yeah, it's that the headphones are like a little screwy. Um, we yeah, we. Really it's a top-notch it. studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're currently recording. This. Like all studios, a picture of Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> stares at you the whole time. Yep. Uh, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and hear this last song, so we can. I know you got to. This is the last one. Yeah, this wow. is the last one. This is called "Won't Go Home Without You," which I was so psyched that you. Again, a song you need a little distance from, but it's so good. This is like a wallflower. Jacob Dylan, I love the wallflowers too. I like Jacob Dylan better than Bob Dylan. I said it, oh, man. Shit. I'm in. I'm in on Jacob over Bob. Thank you. Hotter and a better singer. This is a very <laughs> controversial episode of this podcast. People are gonna be pissed. Bringing down the horse is a perfect album. The wallflowers album. It's literally perfect. Oh, this is such a good song. There's no trace of what they sound like. Today. Yeah, yeah. This is a song. That song. This single will only be replayed on radio stations that, uh, when they say the station name, they're like the hits of the '80s, '90s, and yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, this sounds more like Kara's Flowers than it sounds yeah. like uh, New Maroon Five, and I think that's why I liked this shit so much more because this was right in my yeah. wheelhouse, but. You, I'll, I'll be honest. You've shown me that I don't hate the new stuff as much Great. as I thought I did. 
Mission accomplished. I'm going to give it a little bit more of a chance. I still can't imagine myself sitting around. I don't around. think, listen, I don't think you need to sit down and listen <laughs> I don't to think, it. Yeah, <laughs> While you're you. writing, okay, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's definitely not good for that. I don't think it's like contemplative music by any means. But on a road trip, when there's a lull in the conversation, throw it on and people can space out and look out the window at their phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. You talk over it even. I, I think, think that um, for me, I hope that. In the way that they evolved me into a man, I hope that they evolve me into an older man. <laughs> that, you will age gracefully. Yeah, that yeah, in my late 70s, I'll go back and listen to the new Maroon 5 album. Yeah. And, uh, I'll and it'll sound again. exactly like whatever music is was popular three years ago. <laughs> and it's just going to be Adam Levine and robots at that point, <laughs> yeah. like for sure. Pretty much, pretty much. The robots you, are hot. Do, for I, do you know any of the names of any of the... Of the other five, I, there, there's the guy that looks the like the maroons. guy from Derek. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do. You know what I'm talking about? He's We've looking got at his computer. Jesse Carmichael, Mickey. Oh, from Madden. the Carmichael show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PJ Morton, Matt Flynn. They they've had some change. Wow. Uh, I I used to know this because I loved songs about Jane so much. It's one of the few albums that I had that I read the liner notes and shit, and <laughs> like it had all the lyrics and stuff. And I, oh my, fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> this is an anti-shame podcast now. This is the anti-shaming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been that before, but now we are. You stop shaming me, all right? Uh, what do you give it, Tommy? What do you think? You go first. Me first. Yeah. Me. It's always first? me first. Yeah, so that's rate, true. We rate out of this. I know. I've heard the six. podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you for listening, people always to it, Joel. get bad because I didn't know what the ratings meant until <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago when I figured it out. I've said it multiple times, but yeah, yeah we did change it up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go first. All right, so payphone, sugar, she will be loved. I'm gonna give this. Ah, fuck, this is really hard because I really love like. I think I got to go four point. Six. I'm gonna go four point six. Four point six. I'm taking a little bit out for I. I even though I didn't hate payphone this time, I, it does take me out of it when they cuss at it, and I was like, it doesn't. It's not Ooh, my favorite. He can't do. He's a clean. <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he likes that. clean music. Everybody, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Radio like, friendly only. <laughs> it's not what I want from them, and it Radio feels Disney. forced. <laughs> yeah, that's what I listen to. I want to hear the. I'll listen to the kids' bop version of this and give it a six. <laughs> But I will not have uh, Adam Levine say "fuck" in my home or my ears. No, it's I like when they do it. Sometimes on this song, it feels a little forced. Uh, Sugar, I like. I'm probably not going to keep. I actually, I really liked that one. It's that um, what lovers do. I could, I could leave behind. But it's not bad. But if this whole playlist, I'm biased. If it were all from the first two albums, it would have been a perfect six for me. But that's not what you were here to do. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm appreciative that you spread it out over the albums because I think it. Uh, I'm I a holistic <laughs> Maroon Five love. You're one of and our healer. few. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Tommy had gout before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm appreciative that you did that, and I think that it's one of the few times that we've had a guest on who still loves the band and yep. like can I think defend them with um, with vigor and uh, with grace. <laughs> so we, I appreciate you doing this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go 4.6, which I think is a it's a pretty high score. Right, yeah, I think people are gonna be uh, judge me and be angry at me, but I'm gonna stick with 4.6. I'm going to have to agree with the vigor and grace that Joel possesses. Um, I love both you guys. Oh, oh no. my God. And I, th- I think heard him say his vocal is incredible. One of my favorite, one of my favorite 
Kanye he is, features. Well, let's. Uh, I'll say. That's let me let, let's say this really quickly. He has a good voice. I, I think beautiful that's voice. Oh, it's funny because people, people hate on here his hate voice. it. Yeah. yeah, people on that thread hated his voice, and they say it's but incredible false. Other than Jamaica, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a very distinctive voice. You yeah. know when you were hearing sure. Adam sure. Levine's, uh like Maroon Five song. The note he hits on Sugar. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a technically gifted singer. Incredibly gifted. Great frontman. Yeah, uh, charismatic. And I think what you said is really interesting that he do, he's managed to age with the times in a way that. Taylor Swift's new singles have shown that she is trying and failing to do. Yeah. Now that she's yeah. trying to make a dance record and it's really bumming me out. Oof. Uh, yeah. It's so bad. Better that than our hip hop, which Can was you, the rumor. Well, that one, the oh, yeah. one of them kind of is. She kind of raps. She raps. Oh, she well, it's like speak singing. Yeah, it's that yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't know. But that's for a different podcast. Uh, I'm going to go two out of six. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> They're going, going, oh, going in Racine's Ravine. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. You truly lived up to your bitch piglet reputation. <laughs> wow. But I, nothing against. Nothing I can't against. even look at you. No, it's, <laughs> no, you're different to us now. Oh, come on. <laughs> I want to find really fast this uh, uh, this review. Uh, no, this uh, Urban Dictionary definition of Maroon 5 that I found. Oh, my God. It's uh, Maroon 5, terrible band recording terrible music with terrible music videos with greasy grandmas and the lead singer boning some Wrigley chick. And then, because you know, I, how need they... a, I need another definition from like, <laughs> half, half the definition is like, I need another definition. Um,. They they always put an example of a conversation, like about whatever the definition is or whatever. So this says, "Man, Maroon Five sucks, dude." Yes, yes, they do. Okay, so that's the definition of Maroon Five. I think that the editors at Urban Dictionary—that's not really in keeping with the spirit of Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that is not a—that's not a slang term. You're just being rude. Um, I love going after the integrity of Urban Dictionary. <laughs> You guys used to be about the slang. Yeah. <laughs> you used to be. I'm gonna go I... on and find that and report that. Because um, <laughs> I just think it it's not keeping in the spirit. Oh my um, god. Okay, is it is it my turn? Uh, yeah. What do you yeah, give the final words from Joel? Um, I give it a fucking six out of six, bitch. <laughs> I'm waiting for anybody curated, who does this to give it less than I six. I curated that playlist. I curated it. This might be so the I dumbest part of the podcast. Six point. Six. Oh wait. shit! Oh no! Wait! Hold <laughs> point on. Six. Oh, no. Point six. Oh my god. god! He's the devil. <laughs> oh my god! I knew it. Um, okay. Uh, no wonder you love Adam's cursing so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, this, is that your final? Is that your final say on this band, Joel? Yeah, I think. I think you've done a great thing. job. I think if you don't ask a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just stop asking ask, so much tell. of your music okay, okay don't ask so much and you won't you know ex- <laughs> you won't be disappointed when you don't get <laughs> a lot interesting yeah. um and i think people ask too much of of adam Le- adam levine and maroon five and mm-hmm. i think maybe if you scale back your expectations turn off your brain just allow yourself to sort of go down into the crevasse of bad music mm-hmm. and you will feel the warm embrace of his vocals. Damn. Okay. That was beautiful. That I will was say, remind me of my favorite Jim Blossom's lyric. If you don't expect too much from me, you might not be able to let down. 
Jim Blossoms. Hey, Jealousy. Another good Check one. it out. Another good Check one. it out. Like also, that. hey, while we're plugging stuff, check out that new Always album. It's A-L-double-V- great. double V. I think we should A-Y-S. do that. We should say something that we like at the end of each one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. New segment. I don't know. Tell me what you guys, if, if, <clears throat> if any of you piss freaks have an opinion on this. I was thinking, because we, we talk about these bands that uh, get shit on. I think maybe for some of the bonus episodes, it might be fun to just talk about a band we like. Yeah, I'd love I, to do that. All right. Yeah. So, I don't know if anyone will tune in to that. <laughs> Um, okay, so this has been a great episode. Joel, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, Joel, you're the I'm best. I'm so happy with this. Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, this, is... this will come out next Wednesday. Okay, half this hour, is even better. Hour. Yeah, no, I yeah. have a Comedy Central special Woo! coming out on October 20th that October people can 20th. check out if you liked any of the trash that came out of my mouth <laughs> on this podcast. This is most of out. what he, he yeah. burned a lot of his material then... on this. <laughs> It's actually yeah. Spoiler alert! It's a lot of the same. It's a it's a it's a very uh, Adam Levine centered folk, uh, special. Uh, and then I have my first album is coming out yeah. on oh, yeah. uh, November third, uh, right after that. Ooh. So you can you'll be able to pre order it. The year October. anniversary of your favorite election. Oh Jesus! Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should. Is it? Will this be out? Oh shit! Our show might have already happened. No, it'll by happen then. tonight, right? I think you're, well, it'll be, to, uh, yeah, it'll be tonight. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now. Come to Caroline's come tonight. Come to Caroline's on Broadway for Tom and Tommy Comedy Mommy. Uh, <laughs> it's at 9.30 p.m. promo code mommy for. <laughs> you guys are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> tickets. We so have disgusting. Joe List, Aparna Nonchurla, Christina Hutchinson from the Guys We Fucked podcast. Sean Donnelly. Sean Donnelly. Martin, Martin Urbano, Urbano, fresh off his amazing Jimmy Kimmel set. You yeah. know, my, Check that out if you haven't seen my it. My barber came and saw me in a show finally. I was there. You were there and he then I got my haircut the next day and he was like, You were really good, but my favorite was Martin Urbana. Oh <laughs> Did he shit. Say that? That's, that's so hilarious. Funny. He keeps he's it real. So funny. I've been going to him for four years. That my is favorite so thing funny. was Joel during his set said, He's a great barber, but an even better friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true. I would not he'd be like very far down on my list of people I would rescue in a, an emergency situation. That and is so funny. Um He's All actually right. like a little racist and vaguely homophobic, <laughs> but he's the only one who can cut my hair. That's a, that's a real tragedy. Yeah. That he's the only one who's good at it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, if you um, if you like the show, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Bonus episodes. Right now, we've got a fish episode up. We've got, uh, we're going to have a, a what, Skrillex is what Cameron did, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, we've got another one up, and we're just going to keep... Putting those up. Also, you're gonna get access to our "Stand by Your Band" ringtone. <laughs> God bless my Carissa, the sweetest the boy in comedy. So Truly, boy. the sweetest and boy. And the song in is genuinely I love amazing. I, I love, love this. Song. I love our theme song, and I hope you guys like it too. Um, also, rate and review the podcast if you're having a good time. That helps us out a lot. I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, uh, October 26th through the 28th. I'll be at the Philly uh, Punchline somewhere in October, too, Oh, I my God, Brad. Uh, hey, come check me out. Oh, ca- hey, come and check me and, and Tom uh, out oh, yeah. in Atlanta. At Red Clay, that's what month. I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, that'll be in, yeah, the, I think the first Final, week in October or last no, weekend last of weekend September. September. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up. Oh, shit. Yeah, so come to that this weekend, I guess, if you're listening. Tom, you got anything else? Uh, just go to my website. Check out, look check for out dates. Tommy, yeah. Check out his Twitter and check out his dad's Twitter. It's still yeah, one of my favorites. I retweeted him the other day. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Stand by your band. Keep being piss freaks and keep it crispy. <laughs> Bye. Stand by.